remember one day Rebecca came home. She volunteered at, this, at our children's school to help the children with memory work. At our children's school, memory work was a big deal, a big, big deal. The director of the school where our children went to grade school was into children doing things in their head, which I think is a good thing. One of the first things they had to memorize in first grade was Psalm 1. You know, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Rebecca came home one day and she said, you know, I want to read something else in the Bible other than Psalm 1. She heard all these first graders saying it over and over and over again, you know. But they learned it, and they learned a lot of other, a lot of other things too, which is, again, good for all of us. And, and, and I know that a good many of you out there, we were talking about this the other night at the Just for Guys meeting. A good many of you out there used to know 10 or 15 or 20 phone numbers, right? <laughs> you didn't even have to think about it, you know? So it goes. Our reading this morning comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 119. As Jesse said earlier, this is the longest chapter in the Bible. It's the longest psalm, but it's also the longest chapter in the Bible. I'm not going to read the whole thing, although... Wouldn't be a bad idea, and I encourage all of you to go read. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, when he taught at Union Theological Seminary, he taught there for a few years before he went back to Germany. He freaked his class out the first day because he came in. He said, y'all need to memorize Psalm 119. <laughs> and he meant it. And good for him, you know. And I mean, and, you know, he didn't have to go back to Germany. That was his choice. Consider the word of the Lord. Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous ordinances. I will observe your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Loving God who gave us the brooks and the stars and the birds and your law. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. Well, Psalm 19 is 
like Psalm 111, Psalm 112, and there are some, uh, there are some of these too in Lamentations. It's an acrostic, okay? It's an alphabetic acrostic. Every stanza of the poem starts with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it's also, it's unique in that every verse in the stanza starts with that letter. So once a Hebrew child learned their ABCs, it helped them to remember this also. So there are, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. There are eight verses in each stanza, so there are 176 verses in Psalm 119. Amazing thing. I think a lot of us have hooks that we use to help our memory or to help us retrieve the data that we have stored in our brains. You know, it's not just a piece of information, but there has to be a way to access it. And that's one of the things that was, that was done here in Psalm 119, an amazing thing. So every verse, every verse that I just read, had I read it in Hebrew, started with Aleph, right? An A in, in, the, in the Hebrew alphabet. All eight of those verses did. There's another interesting eight in Psalm 119. There are eight different words that are used for God's law, God's ordinances, God's statutes, God's precepts, God's word that are used there. The really interesting thing, though, to me and I really think it was what Jesus was trying to get across to us in the Sermon on the Mount is in Psalm 119, there aren't any laws. There aren't any instructions. It's all about the wonder of God's gift and the rewards of living into and enjoying God's gift that God has given us in God's law. Of course, we go back, we go back to the garden, we go back there to Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17 there. It says, the Lord God said to the man, what? It says, the Lord God commanded. That's one of the first places we, or the first place, I guess, we say it says, the Lord God commanded the man, you may eat freely of anything in the garden, except from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Wow. How easy it is, right? How simple can that be, right? But we've got a better plan, right? We've got a better plan than God's plan. And, of course, and of course we can look around us today. Nothing has changed since the garden. We still all have a better plan. Um, you can mosey over to your bookstore if there are any still open, right? And there are volumes and volumes of, what do we call them, self-help books, you know? And I don't know because I haven't looked in a long time, but I suspect if I looked at the New York Times top 10 bestseller list this morning, 
there would probably be some self-help books in there, right? Or some books on how you can be fulfilled or how your, you know, how your life can be good or whatever else. You know? Wow. And God gave it all to us, and it's so simple. But we're still going to outsmart God, right? The forests are being cut down so that the printing presses can keep running on ways that we are smarter than God, right? And really, I mean, honestly, when, you, when we stop and consider it, that's exactly what we're doing, you know? You know, the scriptures tell us that everything for life and godliness is contained in the scripture. Everything. If we just pay attention to it. Ezekiel, when the people of Israel were doing so poorly, as they were off to do from time to time, Ezekiel went to him and said, what? He said, God has given you his statutes and shown you his ordinances that whoever follows them would live, right? That's what it's been about from, from the beginning. I mean, again, there in the garden, everything, you know, it was climate controlled, all your food was there, everything that you needed, and all you had to do was trust God and enjoy God's goodness, right? And then, of course, Jesus, Jesus came and talked to us, and there in the Sermon on the Mount, again, Matthew 5, 17, what does Jesus say? Jesus says, I haven't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. But to fulfill the law. Another thing my children did that I remember very, very vividly, which again is very important for all of us, and hopefully most of you went through some sort of procedure similar to this, they had to learn their math facts, right? They had to learn their math facts. And I can remember Emily's our oldest. Emily's our, I can remember when Emily came home from school and she said, I have to learn my 100 math facts. And she had some sheets of paper. And on that very first sheet of paper, the first line started out, it said, one plus zero equals one, right? And the next problem was one plus one equals two. One plus two equals three. Y'all get the picture, okay? And then, of course, the next line would start with one plus one. The next line would start. So you get a you get a 10 by 10, which is what? It's not a trick question. <laughs> and now, now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We would go over to the microwave and set the timer on 60 seconds. Because that was the thing. You had to get your 100 math facts on that, that first sheet done in 60 seconds. So Emily had sit down there at the bar. I can remember seeing her, and then I can remember seeing Ben, and then I can remember seeing Katie, and then I can remember seeing Laura. We had a bar in our kitchen, and they, they would sit up on those bar stools, and the microwave was at the end there, and uh, we'd put in 60 seconds and hit it. And, of course, the first time they did it, whew, they'd maybe get, I don't know, three or four lines done. 
but they'd dig in. And I'd, at, the, at the time, I worked for a copier company, which was a blessing because I'd take their sheets and, you know, when I was at work, I'd make them stacks of them to work on. But we'd sit there, and I can remember, you know, we'd, Rebecca and I'd take turns setting that timer on the microwave, and, and they'd sit there, and they'd sit there. You see, for a goal, for a goal to be a good goal, you need to be motivated to do it. And for something, and for, and for motivation, it needs to be a challenge, you know? It needs to be a challenge, and it also needs to be achievable, okay? It needs to be achievable. When they got through with, with the ones, you know, and that, they'd, uh, they'd go on. But, you know, they all did it. They all did it. They all got their 100 math facts down in less than 60 seconds. Sometimes I hear people say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You all remember, I know some of you, some of you that have been in the Bible study, remember Genesis 17, the first verse there, it says, and the Lord God appeared to Abram when he was 99 years old, okay? Abram was 99 years old. And what did the Lord say? He said, walk before me and be blameless. That's what he told Abram to do, okay? That was his goal. That was his goal that the Lord had given him. And I believe we all have the same goal. It tells us in Leviticus 19.2 to be what? Be holy because I am holy. You see, God's not throwing stuff out there that we can't do, and Jesus didn't throw stuff out there that we can't do either. I take umbrance sometimes with people, you know, saying, well, I'm never going to be perfect, you know. You may never be, but you don't have to continually confess it. It's still, it still is something that's out there that we can shoot for, you know, like setting that timer on the microwave and getting those hundred facts done before they're done. And Jesus said what? He said, I've come to fulfill the law. Not one jot or tittle is going to change from the law. Again, sort of like the math facts, right? They don't change. They don't change. Now, those are laws, and I think all of us would probably agree that they are very good things, just like the rest of God's laws are very good things. Now, in Psalm 119, in verse 7 there, it says what? I will, I will study your precepts with a, depending upon the translation you use, a diligent heart or whatever. You see, our heart, our heart means our will. It's the seed of what we do. It's what we do. And when we put our heart to something, when we put our heart to something, we can do it. We can do it. And we can achieve it. And it says what? We will walk. We will walk. To be, when it says, when it says happy there, the, the happy is a share, right? Like Asher, right? Y'all remember Asher? Asher, that was uh, Jacob's son, Asher. It means happy, okay? But it means more than happy. It's, it's, it means to be content. And it's talking about 
like it said there, walking, walking. It's our way of life. It's what we do all the time, all the time, all the time. You see, one of the reasons we as Christians are being ineffective in the world, not as effective as we can be, I think is because I think some of us still suffer from this delusion that there's church life and that there's secular life or whatever else we want to call, call it, you see? That's a mistake. That's a wrong way to think. There's only God's way, period. If you deviate from that, your way doesn't stay blameless. Your way doesn't stay happy. You don't stay content. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. So it's not a hard thing. And the other thing, the, the other thing about it is, is I'm not talking about legalism. And I don't believe Jesus was talking about legalism at all. You know, when he said, don't be angry, like the, like the verse that Susan read earlier this morning, see, if we, if we store God's law, if we store God's word up in us, it's just second nature. Hopefully, most of you didn't have to think long when I said what's 10 times 10, you know? It's not a grievous thing. It's, it's not something you have to struggle with. In the same way, when we have God's law stored up in our heart, it's easy to walk and do the right thing and do the right thing. So I encourage all of you, I encourage all of you to read Psalm 119. And don't just read it once. I would, you know, I would encourage you to do what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, memorize it, you know. It'd do you good. Uh, wouldn't hurt you at all to memorize it. And you'd find, like Jesus was telling us in the Sermon on the Mount, that loving God and loving your neighbor is as easy as ABC.